This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. Gee, you know that saying, flattery will get you everywhere? Yes, ma'am. You know, I think this really is true for women. And let's talk about how to flatter a woman and what to do when that doesn't work. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. You look awesome, Lori, today, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Well, for everyone, you can't. Lori's recovering from COVID. Yeah, I'm recovering from COVID, but my, my voice is low and the effect of the medication, I think. Well, it shows your commitment to this podcast that even with COVID, you show up and you're ready to roll and talk about sex. I hey, think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. I'd have had sex yesterday, even just for the record. You had sex or didn't have I, sex? I did not, but I would have. Okay. My husband has COVID too, though. So I guess two people with COVID, there's just not enough energy. No. Nope. It's you know crazy. COVID's popping up all over again. Seems like people not talking about it as much anymore. I but know. It's, it's uh, you know, it's beating you up. So I appreciate you trying to push through. Sure, sure. So Meredith Chivers, she's a Canadian sex researcher. Mm -hmm. And she says, to be desired is the orgasm for women. And I think that this sense of your partner, like knowing your partner finds you desirable is so exciting to women. I really think this is kind of the root of the hookup culture is that women who don't have orgasms and hookups, usually they just, it's so, you know, it's such a high experience to have some partner, a man, usually finding you desirable and saying flattering things and giving you compliments. And it, it just, that sense of he thinks you're hot and can't keep his hands off you and wants you is just, ooh, it's, you know, it's so good. It's such a turn on. And then right. often we get married, right? And 
suddenly maybe the woman's own self-criticism kicks in. I'm not really that hot. Or there's injuries in the sexual relationship. And she's like, nah, he thinks other women are hot. Or, I mean, any number of things can get in the way. Or or he only says those kinds of things when he wants to, to get in sex. bed with me. Right. Um, so it's it's manipulative. It's not genuine. I mean, there's so much resistance to taking it in and then letting it feed that part of her that turns on to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I know men want to be desired and want women to say it and to flatter them and to express verbally their admiration. Absolutely. But well, I think it's different for women. Well, let's talk about the men for a second. I think it's super underappreciated how important it is for men, maybe because of high testosterone and they can kind of get past that. But you know, I haven't met a man who doesn't talk about how important that is to feel desired, that it's not just an act and you're doing it for me, that you kind of want it to for yourself. And that 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 that's what I think desire is about. It's, you know, you want that person so bad. It's it's about what you want too, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's both you're wanting something and you're wanting the other person. So it's like a mutually kind of multiplier that just kind of grows that energy so it's an igniter i think men can get away without it but it 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 is much more important i think most real women realize how important that is for men but i hear what you're saying with women it's like it's what's going to get them over the mountain if they don't have that desire then so often without the testosterone it's just this you know it's it's too big to climb and then when you have sex and it doesn't feel great. It's training you to see more of the, the fears and the reluctance. And we know there's nothing like bad sex to kill desire. So, <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. So, so how do we, how do we help in that department, right? To, to empower women to want it more, to recognize how important it is to encourage men to be more explicit in that department. Yeah. I think men, Definitely. I mean, I want to encourage men today, you know, especially men who might have been shot down and offered this in the beginning to go again. If they're working in a situation, you know, where the woman has low desire or any woman, you know, I, I just think there's so many ways that they can offer that. And I I hear this in my office all the time. You know, men will say, I, I really want her. I think she's beautiful. I think she's attractive. You know, she's the one who says she's not attractive, not me. I think she's Mm -hmm. hot. I tell her all the time, I like this. I like her breasts. I like her ass. I like her legs. You know, I I like everything about her. And and I want to see it and I want to look at it and I talk about it. And she's like, oh, stop talking about that. You know, or it's not really that way. And she shoots him down. and, And I can imagine over a period of time, if you really genuinely feel attracted to your partner, but they never receive and take in your praise and your admiration that, you know, you kind of give that up. Mm-hmm. Right. And my strategic mind is starting to operate. Oh, let's keep going, it's waking man. up. Right? You got flip sides that and everything going on, G. It's, I guess it's the math, right? If you try and get shot down, we get why you want to stop trying. But the, the woman in this case who's doing the shooting down, what you're saying is they so need this desire and because they don't trust it, they kind of push it aside. They actually need more trying. 
Exactly. Right? They, they need more of it, not less of it. And what winds up happening, because they shoot their partner down, they get less of it. Exactly. So that's really, I think, what would be so important. How do we encourage the partners, the men in the example we're given, to persevere, to kind of recognize that this mistrust that's pushing them away is the very thing that they need to work through to give that missing ingredient that's so necessary for that woman's desire to come back online in, in such a vibrant way. Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. I, I think there's maybe a few ways that they can do it that help. Like One of my favorite compliments to get, and I think I know this about people, is the backdoor compliment, right? Like when your partner tells your girlfriends, you know, my wife, she's still the hottest woman I, you know, around for me. And let me tell you, the girlfriend is going to relate that back to the wife. I mean, that's such an easy, easy way in, Mm -hmm. right? You know, because it's just human nature. Your girlfriends want you to feel good about yourself. Your girlfriends want you to know that your husband finds you desirable. They've heard all your complaints about your body. Maybe they envy, well, your husband thinks you're hot. You know, I mean, what, for whatever reason, that is a sure thing. You tell your wife's girlfriends, it's going to get back to her. And there's no resistance, right? She can't push back and say, no, you don't, because the girlfriend's going to go, yeah, he fucking did say that. So so I think that's one just little tip. Tell the your wife's girlfriend. The backdoor compliment. I mean, doesn't it I feel like good? That. Like, I mean, just think about it professionally, George, when you hear, you know, so-and-so was talking about you and they said this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to defer. You don't have to be modest. You just get to accept it. You know, oh, really? So-and-so thinks that about me? You know, it's it's just nice. And so this is so such a great way to get through mm-hmm. to your partner. Nice. I like it. Yep. What are the tips you got? I think that the praise has to be specific. So when your wife comes down in a new outfit and you say, you look nice. I mean, there is just nothing flatter than that compliment. I mean, you really have to say, you know, I really like the way that those pants are on your legs. It shows off your legs or uh, the color in your eyes is perfect. Or, you know, I love the way your butt looks in that or, you know, it, it shows off your breasts. It's I like that. Thank you for doing that for me. You know, I mean, just something. And it doesn't always have to be sexual. It can be about being pretty, too. I think women yes. like sexual compliments kind of in a mix with your beautiful kinds of compliments. I like how you talked about the ass and the eyes simultaneously. <laughs> so that mixture is what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. So what would I add to that? I think it would be really helpful. We talked about this on other podcasts. Like if I'm the guy thinking about how do I improve my wife's ability to take in these compliments to access mm-hmm. her desire. Mm-hmm. Right? That's my mission. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to do some of these things that you're saying, compliments and being more specific. But I also want to be aware of that second goal that's saying, if there's mistrust that stops the first goal, I'm not done. I'm not like out of moves here. Now I'm going to shift to that second move, which is actually to give permission for that mistrust. I think I can still, me and my wife can still have success with that. 
So if I say, you know, your ass looks great in those jeans because it brings out your eyes too, right? And I get specific. <laughs> Wait a second, and, that's not how I said it. <laughs> no, all right. So, no, I love it. Go ahead. And I get, you know, just blowing it off, right? Mm-hmm. So that my wife says, just waves her hand and kind of walks away, whatever. Yeah. Like, how can I be ready for that mistrust to be able to give it permission to be able to say something like, you know what? I'm sorry I don't say this enough that when I do, you don't know how to trust that, right? It's not your fault you don't trust it. I'm going to keep doing what I can control here, which is to try to do it differently. How do you think something like that would sound, Lori? I love that. I don't say it enough. You you don't even, you don't really believe this in me. Yeah, right. I, I think that is a secondary goal to affirm it makes sense that you don't trust. And there also depersonalizing it, you know, it might not be about you, it might be about her own self esteem, mm-hmm. or whatever, but certainly something between the couple or just even taking ownership for it. You know, wow, I got to tell you more. Yeah. I have a well, male friend who I've run some of these problems by occasionally, that I come up with in clinical work. And, and this one I ran by him and he's like, well, that to me is just more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he has this energy that says, I'm going to overcome that one. And I think in some ways you got to not take it too personally. Got to affirm the mistrust that, yeah, I just need to say this more because you need to get this from me. Sure. Well, it being ready for the mistrust, I think gives you a chance to hang in there, right? When you try and you get rejected, it hurts and you're not ready for the mistrust. We get why it makes you want to stop trying. But we're trying here to kind of help people be ready for it. Be like a judo move. You know, it's coming. You can just flow with that move. Yeah. So let's let's come back and get specific with some examples of actually how you can embrace this mistrust to use it as a doorway to still give your partner success in this area they tend not to. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Lori, as therapists, we know life is stressful with all these big up and down moments, grief, trauma, all stuff that we need help talking about. We do better when we can reach out in our struggles to people who can help us out. That's where BetterHelp Online Therapy comes in, to really help us have a space to make sense of our experience. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's actually professional therapy done securely online. They're available 24 hours, seven days a week, and this service is available to clients worldwide. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they will make it easy and free to change therapists. If it doesn't work, you find somebody else. Visit betterhelp.com slash foreplay, and as a special offer to our loyal listeners, you get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp if you use the code FOREPLAY. Hey, don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon FOREPLAY. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. 
I want to pay attention to something that you said just a minute ago, and that's that it's easy to feel rejected. You know, you, when you feel rejected, you want to shut down. And what I don't think we often understand, maybe as a woman receiving a, a compliment, is that there is actually rejection when you defer the compliment. It's like I'm either being modest or I am mistrusting it because I doubt myself, or maybe I doubt my partner, but we don't really realize that deflecting a compliment is rejection. Yeah, if you're the guy who's feeling some positive vibe and you see your wife's body, and you just want to go out and like, <laughs> that's where the slaps come in or that quick hug or those quick comments that are just saying like, I'm interested in you. It, it's, it's, you're attractive and I just want to express that. So mm-hmm. when your body's in that positive state, it's just like, I just want to express this desire for you and it gets swatted away. It hurts, right? And, yes. and it's, if you're not ready for that hurt, you can see how that causes you to not want to initiate, to start to retreat, to start to pull back. Right. So that could be a separate mission, right? Trying to get women to be more aware of that hurt. How can they like help with that? How can they be ready for even when I'm sure if you would try to see that hurt, I'm not going to trust it because that never happens. And we, you know, we could, we can talk about that, but I really want to understand how to help men in this situation who are reaching out and getting hurt to be to be ready for that that rejection that mm-hmm. often it's not coming from a place of i want to hurt you which mm-hmm. is the impact it's coming from a place of mistrust in a partner right so i'm mm-hmm. thinking of a wife who looks in a mirror multiple times a day and doesn't like her body Right. Right. If that's the tapes that are playing and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden your husband comes and says, you're so hot. You look like that's like one exception to a thousand voices that say something different in the world. And, you know, so like, wouldn't it make sense for that wife to be like, I don't believe that message. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if that's what's happening, how do we help the husband say, can you get why your wife doesn't trust that? Your wife's not trying to shoot you down. I loved how you said, don't try to not take this personal. It's hard when it hurts. But if like before you reach out, you say to yourself, there's a high likelihood this is going to be rejected because this is a doorway into my wife's kind of negative views of self or whatever it is that kind of causes that mistrust. But it's also an opportunity for me to say, and you're not wrong because you're pushing me away. Mm-hmm. I get that. You just need more of these messages that are positive to counteract all these negative messages. Right. I'm going to make it my mission to saturate saturate you with more of those messages. Think how different I can be resource myself to become more resilient if I'm ready for the mistrust and the rejection. I can just keep coming instead of just stop the efforts, which, which is the math doesn't work, right? If you're going to criticize yourself 10 times and I give you one compliment, those numbers don't work. But if I'm ready for it and I move my compliments up to like eight and nine, and then maybe we can start shrinking a few of yours. All there's, of a sudden, it's a There's new a little game. balance, right? A little balance. Yeah. I was working with a couple and the woman, she was menopausal and she, she was just smoking hot, George. Mm-hmm. I mean, she really was smoking hot. And she's like, oh, but I don't like my middle now. You know, and I'm like, what middle? You you look great. But she's like, no, no, no. And so, you know, I'm kind of working with her and and I'm like, well, could you just like wear like a lacy slip or something so that, it, you know, 
you're not so self-conscious. And her husband said, no way. I want her naked. I love looking at her belly. I love everything about her. Don't cover anything. You know, and it was so forceful. It was like so, you know, against this part of self-criticism that she had. I was like, I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that even my stupid workaround was rejected. It was like he was not going to, you know, he wasn't putting up with her self-criticism. It was like his own desire mm-hmm. was just so evident and his want to see her, his want and his love of her body. You know, he's like, she's perfect. She's perfect now. She was perfect before. She's perfect now. I love everything about her, you know. And and I'm and I want to touch it and I want to see it and I love it. And it was like I could feel that force from him for her. You know, and I think that that is so important and and the reward. I mean, I think men got to hold in mind that yes, this is a battle, but the reward is true. Women who feel desirable want to go to bed mm-hmm. with you. I mean, that is true. And I would add to your tips these compliments or expressions of desire need to happen outside the bedroom. I think too often men wait and act immediately upon those desires and want it to be reciprocated immediately and don't recognize the, the signal that sends over time is this is just a means to an end, right? And that ability to recognize, hey, my partner needs, and that's what happens like before you hook up. What's the flirting that's happening and the, exactly. you know, the teasing and the interest? I mean, that stuff's critical to feeling desired. Yes. Right. And it, that takes work. And we all put that work in early on. And then we do less of it as we stay in a marriage. And then we think it's the marriage that's me. No, it's the work that you're doing. You're not the same person you were when you first met. Right. So how do we stay that intentional and say, hey, you know what? I need to plant seeds throughout the day that tell my wife, my partner, She's beautiful Yeah. when it's not leading to anything. I think right. it's a lot easier for that. If, if I'm always, I'm focusing now on the mission of building desire, right? And to, if that's going to be the mission and being ready for the mistrust, then throughout the day, sending signals that you're beautiful without expecting anything in return. That's a really low pressure response wouldn't it make it easy for women to take that in and to start to believe that when there's nothing being asked of them in return exactly oh i i'm really glad you brought that up because i think you're right men start to think about this when they want sex and somehow or another it goes off their radar mm-hmm. at other times and and i think this is a complaint of women right i'm i'm not in his mind he's not holding me in his mind other than when he wants me for sex well, it is a problem when you think about it. It turns on this immediate system that says, well, I'm thinking about it. why not have it now? I mean, so <laughs> it's it's a pretty quick system for most men. Yeah. But they don't recognize that they overuse that system. And then there's no there's no seeding that happens outside of it. That's right. So couldn't there be just a thousand things to say about your wife that are about what you like? I would think about it. I, I had someone recently who said their partner was saying, you know, does this basically does this dress make me look fat or does this, you know, does this make me look like I'm trying too hard or something? He's like, you look nice. No, it doesn't. It's like he answered the bald question Mm -hmm. instead of hearing below it. 
I'm needing reassurance. I'm needing reassurance about my attractiveness. You know, and I'm like, why would you not say, I love the way your breasts look in that dress? Or why would you not go to the core here that he understood? You know, it was like he took her at face value that she wanted an answer. No woman wants an answer to that. They don't want an answer to, do I look fat in this dress? They want their partner to say, yeah, take the dress off and let me look again. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to see what's underneath that dress just to check. They want to feel something sexy and sensual. And I think I also like what you said about, you know, when when we're dating, it seems like it's so natural. It doesn't feel like work, but it really is. It's it's creative. It's clever. Your mind's working hard. How do I get this woman into bed? And I, I just think a fraction of that, right? Like a fraction of that would yeah. work so well with a partner who, a long-term partner. And it's creating more of an atmosphere of enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. John Gottman talks about the ratio between criticism and compliments, mm-hmm. right? And, and couples who compliment more than they criticize do so much better in everything we study, mm-hmm. right? So, but how do you set that up? So, you know, when I'm done with a long day, and I come out zooming all day, you know, and, and I see my wife doing whatever she's doing. You know, she turns around. She's like, yay, you're done. Like, and like, it feels really good to get that positive energy. And I normally wouldn't say anything about that. But now I'm like, you know, I love when you do that. Like when you're able to kind of give me that, I like look forward to that little excited, excited tone in your voice that like your day is over. We get to hang out with each other. Like, that's so cool. Thank you for that. Like in those little compliments of kind of being seen, I think really start to to light people up, right? So how do we become more intentional with whoever we are in a relationship to just like name some of these things that you really enjoy in your partner? I think it feels so good when these little routine things get made explicit and celebrated. And get noticed, you know, and, and I, I love it when your eyes light up. In fact, as I'm thinking about it, your eyes are beautiful, by the way. Have I told you that lately? Mm. You know, I mean, all of it. And I, I know women are going to say, but I want well-rounded admiration. I want admiration for who I am as a person and all that. And yes, that's true. But I'm specifically talking about the type of admiration that feels like she has desirability for you. Mm-hmm. that you desire her or as a man that you desire her. And I think that that's, you know, just a slice of what we're talking about today. Yeah. It's, it's a form of interest. It's a specific form of interest. So often women are saying, can you show interest? Can you engage? Can you, you know, across the board, but specifically in this area around the arousal to know that your interest is in that desiring way, because I am bringing so much, to the table, right? And women don't forget to flip it. You know, they call me Mr. Flip It here, right? Yep. Right. Men need it too. How can you make this more explicit to kind of express the desire that you have? You know, sometimes you just have willingness, but when you can have that desire, like why not harness it and they really send that over in a way that really is going to make a huge difference? Yeah. And I, I think men want to be told they look nice. I also think men want to be told that their penis is hot, you know, like really graphic, explicit admiration 
every once in a while for their genitalia because as you remind us occasionally, George, you know, men get insecure about their penis size and all this. And I I mean, I have rarely talked- What men talked- are you talking about? I don't know any men. <laughs> I don't think women think to do that. And so, yeah, you know, make it explicit, girlfriend. Mm. Every once in a while, make it explicit about what you like about him, about hey, his body. there's your homework assignment. Both people- not only are going to compliment each other more and they initiate expressing desire, which would be cool, but to also be ready for the mistrust of that, to have a plan now for it. When you could give your partner permission and say, all right, I, now might not be the right time. You've probably heard a lot of negative message. I'll do better, do more positive messages. Put it on you instead of putting it on that person. Mm-hmm. You will give them success. Yes. Okay. So thanks for listening. Keep it hot. And let your partner know they're hot too. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.